Hi there, everybody. I'm Fox 2's Rup Raj on the February 22nd edition of Letter Rip with wars raging on in Ukraine and also in Gaza. One Letter Rip panelist said enough is enough, but some Jews and Arab Americans say not so fast. We'll dive into that. Plus, uncommitted voters. There's a push to do so against President Biden. The Democrats pushing for it. Coming up, that debate starts right now. Tonight on Let It Rip, two major wars costing lives and a lot of money. The Ukraine war with a price tag of more than $70 billion for the U.S. The Israel and Hamas war costing us $14 billion, leading one Let It Rip panelist to say enough is enough. But Arab American and Jewish leaders in our community say this isn't the time to pull out. But first. If you want us to be louder, then come here and vote uncommitted. We can't wait until November till the election is settled. We have to do it right now. Two prominent Detroit Democrats sending a message to President Biden. The fighting in Gaza may cost you the election. They're urging people to vote uncommitted in next week's primary. But Democratic critics say that'll just hand the White House back to former President Trump. So what to do? Let it rip starts now. Time now to let it rip with one of those Democrats encouraging that uncommitted vote. Detroit City Councilwoman Mary Waters, Arab American News Publisher Osama Sablani, Democratic State Representative Noah Arbit, and Zionist Organization of America Michigan Chapter Board member Aaron Tobin, Fox 2 anchor and attorney Charlie Langton with us as well. We're going to begin with Councilwoman Mary Waters talking about this uncommitted vote. Uh, Every vote's going to count here. We know Joe Biden won Michigan by about 150,000 votes. Uh, it was tight in 2020. And you're saying, don't vote for Biden, vote unco not uncommitted. Why? I never said don't vote for Biden. I said vote uncommitted on February 27th. For the primary. And that's this coming Tuesday, the presidential primary. We're a long way. We're eight months off from November. It's the only power that the people have right now to say cease fire, stop the killing, free the hostages. That's what we're saying. But when you, we when need... you vote non-committed, you are, you are essentially telling people don't vote for the other guy who you would otherwise vote for, which but, is Joe Biden, yes? Well, I, I'm voting non-committed. And it's the right thing to do at this time because we want the killing to stop. And for those who don't believe that it affects us around this world, and particularly right here in Michigan, it does. There's a lot of pain, there's anger, there's unrest right here in the state of Michigan. And so right now uh, we have Noah Arbit with us, uh, a representative state rep here. Your thoughts when you hear people say, hey, uncommitted, uh, don't necessarily vote for Biden. I know you say you're not saying that, but I think you are when you're saying on in February next week vote uncommitted uh, what does that what does that say to you I think that anyone who is serious about uh, ensuring that uh, Donald Trump does not uh, return to the White House in November has to stand with uh, the Democratic nominee our incumbent president Joe Biden uh, and making sure that he is as strong as possible in the general election and that means making sure that Michigan turns out uh, for Joe Biden on February 27th even with all that's going on right now the reason that people are saying vote uncommitted is because they think that this president has done nothing to help the people uh, in Gaza, has done nothing to help really the, the cause, and it and, and continues to go easy on Israel. I mean, do you do you see that as, as a reason why people are saying vote uncommitted? Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize people's motives, but I will mm -hmm. say that I, I think that this president has done more uh, to advance the cause of, of 
peace, of a two-state solution between uh, Israelis and Palestinians than, you know, pres any president, um, in, you know, any of the, the past two presidents, right? Um, and I think the fact is, is that there is a lot of diplomacy uh, going on behind the scenes. Um, and by all accounts, very tough conversations between uh, the Biden administration and the Israeli government uh, in terms of making sure that there is a pathway uh, towards normalization, towards a final status agreement between uh, Israelis and Palestinians, that, that this war um, will not have been in vain, um, that there will be, um, in, in the end, a geopolitical solution. Those are a lot of, lot of lofty goals and hopes there. Yes, but the question yes is, it is. Can it, can it be achieved? Can it be achieved by this president? This, uh, real quickly, this is, this 100, 146,000. One moment, just, and I'll get right to you, mm -hmm. Councilwoman. 146,000 Arab American votes were cast in the state of Michigan in 2020. 146,000. 70% of them voted for Joe Biden the last time around. How different is it going to be this time, Osama Sablani? Minus 140,000. <laughs> you believe that? It's going to yes. be. Uh, yes, we are not going to vote for Joe Biden. If he stands on his head from now until November. What needs to change? What does he have to ask Bring for? Bring back the 30,000 people who are dead. Be better so, than Jesus. So would you vote for Trump? No. No. It, it is, it's very sad that we have, we have these two choices. Maybe, maybe the choices will be different in November. Aaron, but if the November choices are these, Aaron, we're you, in trouble. You rarely uh, speak in support of Joe Biden as a conservative-leaning uh, person. But in this case, do you think Mr. Joe Biden's got it right? The president's got it right? I have uh, no problem with Joe Biden's support for Israel. What I do have a problem with is that Joe Biden is older than the modern state of Israel. <laughs> so uh, but what, I don't what, really know. Beyond his is, age, what do you think about the fact that he's asked for a ceasefire uh, just recently? Is it too little too late? You have to remember that Joe Biden, all the staff members, all the members of the Senate and the Congress saw a 75-minute presentation of Hamas going in, murdering, slaughtering women, babies, uh, ripping babies out of their mother's womb. He saw the most vile things and live. I don't believe any of live. this, by the way. I haven't seen any of you this. You don't believe that? I, yeah, no, I, I don't. It's I the don't. president. And I have Biden has seen it, it and I he have, remembers uh, that. Yeah, but, and that but, is why Biden he's supporting Biden Only when it is oh, Jewish bodies and Jewish dead seen, are we asked time and again to prove that he's occurred. We're going to pause for a moment. No, it's a war, but all these rapes and beheading and all that stuff, it's all lies. Lies. All, right. the, all the videos do you hear what representative Arbit is saying he's saying when it comes to the fact that when you're recognizing one onslaught and not the other it seems as though there's not a recognition of I the, did the not say that there was not I said I have not seen any and they have not why don't you believe because he sympathizes with Hamas was wrong. You're saying that. You don't, you don't say that. There's video wrong. after Aaron, video of Hamas bragging. Hamas was Aaron, wrong. Okay, we admit Osama that. Osama Sabani, you do but not think that. You, you're not a sympathizer of Hamas, right? All of these babies he is, and he's saying women. Hamas didn't do it. What about the Israeli babies? I'm not saying anybody did or didn't. Can I make can I make myself clear in here? I said I have not seen any of this. You're not a member of the government. Wait, wait, wait. I have asked 
to see. I will send it to you. I have been send thrown off to of me. Facebook okay. send it for to me. posting I have it because it was deny deny it in the face of Why isn't there a compromise on a ceasefire? I don't know. I think we're giving Israel a lot of discretion here that I think is going to hurt in this upcoming presidential election. I think we've got to be very clear on what the goal is for the United States. What is our interest now that Israel has bombed everything? Where is the end goal? Where's the end game? And there are innocent people being killed on both sides. The end game is we're going to take turns. We're going to start with Councilwoman. Is this president doing enough when he called for a ceasefire just the other day? And also said he's not doing enough. No, he is not doing enough. Stop sending the money. Stop sending the weapons. We have to do those kinds of things. All of that money that we have, we're putting in the that we use in the Pentagon budget. What nearly nine hundred billion dollars? We in that budget. We need to cut the budget. Stop the war. It is not really a war. It is genocide. Frankly, all of those people who can justify genocide by Hamas I, I killing am, innocent I Jewish a, people. I am a Christian, all right, and I've acknowledged the fact that Hamas was wrong, and they should be Hamas brought wasn't to justice. Wrong. Hamas wasn't just wrong. However, it's not like you they ran a red light. They murdered baby, over a thousand innocent people. Let's look at the numbers for a moment. When you look at the fact that right now, and I understand that this was at the hands of Hamas that this began on October 7th. No, no it, one did, said, it didn't start October 7th. It started in 1948. Oh, yes, it did. The most recent onslaught started on the 7th. It started in 1948. Occupation has been going on for 75 years. So why didn't they create a state before 1948? Apartheid has been going on for 45 years. Because when Jews have self-determination, somehow that is against the order of the Representative Arbett, let me ask you a question. When you look at the numbers, and you look at the close... Hold on, Osama. Hold on, Osama. Hold on, Osama. 30,000, close to 30,000 people who are innocent killed in Gaza. That's that according to Hamas. It's a made-up number. That, it's it's made up. So how many were killed? How many were killed? We, we don't know. Thousand, two thousand? We have three minutes left. I want to get Representative Arbit in here. Your thoughts on the fact that there are so many people who say that this is a genocide that's going on, and even if it started with Hamas's attack, the way this is being done is too much. Even the President Biden himself saying that Israel has gone too far. I think there, there, that legitimate uh, criticism and concerns can be lodged in a manner that is appropriate and factual. But and just as in any any government, any country can be criticized and, and concerns can be raised over their actions. But the fact is, Israel has a right to defend itself from a and genocidal so maniac terrorist group. So are the Palestinians. By killing 1,200 civilians? By killing you do not defend There's yourself. No you make 30, more enemies. That's a made-up number. You make more enemies. Listen, There's I'm, I'm just going to do to bring peace. What do you to do to bring peace? Number one. Go ahead. can't understand what you're talking about. 1,200 are so, human beings, well, 30,000 are not. So let's, the discussion go is, is three things, where to go. Three things to bring peace. Three simple things. Okay. Return the hostages. I see it there. Stop bombing Israel, sending missiles every day. Oh, you know what? There's only two things. It's very simple. 
return the hostages immediately, stop bombing. How do you tell Israeli soldiers not to go retrieve their mothers, their fathers, their children? What would you do, do you if do your wife was captured? What do you do with the father and their cousins? You just trade their homes. What do you feel like you would kill everyone in saying? Kill 50,000 people bombing Israel. Return the hostages. What happens? Am I a human being? Is he a human being? And I am not. If I am a human being, then my life matters as much as his life. So when we say 1,200 people were killed, I condemn it. Can they condemn 30,000 people killed? Can they? Let them ask them. Let's go. I already said it. We already said that. We already said it. Representative one moment. Condemning it means stopping it. Councilwoman, you and Rashida Tlaib are calling for an uncommitted vote. If Joe Biden loses this election because of it, was it worth it to you? Let me tell you something. The only thing that's going to help Donald Trump is the free media that he gets. Mary Waters would not be helping Donald Trump. But the uncommitted vote The uncommitted vote is right here in the month of February. And I'm going to tell you this. If he does nothing about this, he's going to lose the election anyway. You cannot sit back and allow all of this pain, all of this anger, all of those things to exist. They will go and vote, but they won't vote for president. Will you vote for him that's in November? A, that's, that's exactly what will happen. Will you vote for him in November? It's too early, isn't it? It, it, it is well, very it is early. Right now, we need to send a very <laughs> strong message. He may not live message. in November. Thank you for your time we, we today. Osama Sablani, thank you. Message. Aaron Tobin, thank you. Representative Arbeth, thank you as well. Two years since Russia's invasion of Ukraine and four months since Hamas attacked Israel. Two wars that have cost many lives, as we just talked about. And yes, a lot of money as well. Some say enough is enough, but others say the U.S. can't stop helping Israel and Ukraine right now. That debate has let it rip continues after this. Back now, Letter Rib talking about whether there's an end in sight for the wars in Israel and Ukraine. I'm joined now by former state representative Rocky Rajkowski, Arab American news publisher Osama Sablani, back from the other segment, and Michigan Capital Confidential Managing Editor James David Dixon, Fox 2 anchor and attorney Charlie Langton, back with us as well. All right, so we're talking about, yes, the war that. Everybody on the last segment was yelling and screaming about because there's very strong passions on both sides. Uh, two years ago, this weekend is when the U.S. invasion, or the U.S. I should say, um, Russia's the invasion. Russia's invasion on Ukraine, with the U.S.'s help to help Ukraine began. The U.S. has pumped 75 billion dollars so far into this war. Uh, at one point, people were saying, "Wait a minute, here! If Russia was to take on Ukraine, this is going to be..." A, a quick thing that Putin thought would just be a, a, a one a one thing trick. Not the case, Rocky. Not the case because Ukrainians are fighting for their nation and they're fighting for their freedom. And we have to stand with our allies. Let me tell you a quick story. In 9-11, for Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom, we had soldiers from Ukraine joining U.S. soldiers yeah. on missions. We have soldiers from Poland, we have soldiers from Estonia, Germany, and the NATO nations, as well as non-NATO nations, which Ukraine is not. So we have to stand with our allies. Plus, we had an agreement, and the agreement was Ukraine would give back the nuclear missiles that they had on their, on their land back to Russia. And for that, the Russia would basically agree that those were the borders of Ukraine, and the United States signed an agreement to support Ukraine's borders. And that's what we're doing. Sure. Right now. And, and so when we take a look at what's going on right now, it's still $75 billion of price yeah. tag right now. And uh, James, James David Dixon, you look at this two years in, 
many people didn't expect it to go this far, and here we are. Uh, how much longer does this last, and how much more money does the U.S. spend? You know, uh, as I was watching the last segment and, and preparing for this one, it just occurred to me how expensive this conversation is. And, and you will hardly ever see any topic involving American children or the betterment of Americans that will get a panel as fired up as the last one. Yeah. I would right. ask us to examine why that is. I would also ask us to examine, I mean, when we talk about wars, there seems to be no limit to what we're willing to spend. But when we talk about anything involving the homeland, anything involving Americans, anything involving the betterment of people, there's always really implied limits, and sometimes those are said aloud. So I would ask us to evaluate our priority system right now. Do you think, Osama, when you take a look at what's going on across the world in the U.S., helping 14 billion uh, right now in the Middle East, 75 billion in Ukraine, and then we have kids that don't have food. We have social issues and programs here that we haven't fixed at home. We have border issues that both sides argue is an issue, and yet here we continue to spend. Is that a problem well, to you? First of all, I agree with them 100 percent. I, I think, think our, our country is going into too many ventures overseas. We're forgetting our own here. And I think that our country is falling apart. Our infrastructure, roads, bridges, we're eating garbage. We're, 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 we're uh, drinking contaminated water. We, we, we're breathing bad, bad uh, oxygen, uh, air. Everything that the government should take care of it is not taking care of it. All what they're doing is just going and invading and helping other people to kill each other and destroying other countries. And Rocky, that, number, number yeah, one. Uh, number, number two is what he said is I totally disagree with. Number one, we have to stand not with our friends. We have to stand with our principles. How do we give $75 billion <laughs> to Ukraine to fight occupation, which we should, if we stand with our principle, and then give $14 billion to Israel to occupy Palestinians? Wait a minute. Where is, yeah. where is that? Do you think there's Again, a, what, I mean, Rocky, there's, a contradiction there? It, no, it, 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 it's it's not a, why not? Why not? Why not? Agreeing and supporting Ukraine and standing with Israel and supporting Israel militarily is not a binary choice. We're standing with our allies. Furthermore, Ukraine was there as a country way before Russia was. And also, historically, Israel was a country way before there was ever a Palestine. What the? If you look what at are you history, talking about, man? If you look at history, what are you talking? You're forging you history, history here. That's not Come forging on, history. Man. That's that's history. You are forging history. That is history. Israel was created in, 19, not, in 1948. What are you talking about? Recent Israel. Recent we're Israel. not going to figure out a way, a way yeah. to to adjudicate and solve all of the world's problems on this stage. No, what I we, agree. What we can do is ask about priorities, and, I, and I'm hearing all of you, but I'm asking Rocky the question. You're saying, on one hand, you know, we have all these issues here at home. We need to stop uh, getting involved with everybody else's issues and problems and, and altercations, yet you think that the $75 billion spent on Ukraine is okay. In this situation, if you look at our national interests, a lot of Republicans, conservative buddies, friends of mine, because I'm a conservative, right, and Democrats, and on the extreme progressive side and extreme conservatives do not understand why we're supporting Ukraine, but yet they'll support Israel. One of the problems that they have here is understanding exactly our national defense and what it means to stand by our allies, number one. Number two is to protect the U.S. dollar because European allies need Israel, excuse me, need Ukraine to be self-sufficient and supported. 
and they are looking at America and American leadership. And that leadership is also in the strength of the U.S. dollar, the European dollar, the European dollar. Biden has been supporting Ukraine and Israel. I would think that you'd vote for Biden because you, he's doing no, 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 what you're no, no. talking about. No, listen, but I'm not going to vote for the octogenarian. Don't put words in my mouth. It's good to stand by our allies. That sounds good. But where does it end? Where's the end game for both Israel and Ukraine? That's where you have. On the campaign trail, the candidates, both of them, Trump and Biden, are going to have to articulate a way out. Where is this? We do have problems at home. We're spending a lot of money. And I don't really think that the American people have a really good idea of what we're doing in Ukraine and in they Israel. Don't, so, they don't because and they, in Iraq, because, well, hold on and one in second. Syria, they don't and in Libya. Rocky finished. We have destroyed Israel. We have destroyed everywhere we went. We're there to, to Rocky. Go ahead. ISIS yeah, make your point. Yeah. And the, the you, issue is, we created ISIS. Our, by the way, most of our, most of the politicians do yeah. not know how to explain. They haven't served overseas. They've never served in the military. Most of them do not do not have any well, idea. You tell me. What have you accomplished in Iraq? What have you accomplished in Iraq? Please. What have you accomplished? But tell me, what have you accomplished in Iraq? Our politicians have no ability to uh, basically explain our foreign policy or our foreign policy positions, as well as uh, what an end state is. Where's the you end game have, in it's Israel? An end it's an end state. You need to have an end state, and you need to understand what does victory mean and where does but it no stop. But no one has defined that. No and that's, defined and that's that. the problem. And by the way, that's the problem. former President Trump has not defined that either. That's the problem no one's with defined most it. of our politicians. Osama, you wanted to make a point. We'll go to James here I, my, for a moment. My, my point is this. Our foreign policy has been failure everywhere since Vietnam. Get rid of the State Department. Number one, number foreign policy doesn't mean the State Department. It's the State Department. Our intervention, ahead, the lies that George W. Bush made to go and invade Iraq, there was no weapons of destruction. He went uh -huh. and destroyed the country. Now it's in, now it's a fiasco there. Same thing in Afghanistan. Thanks to Iran. We went. Thanks we to went. Say wait, it. wait. Say it. Say it. Thanks to Iran. Say yeah. it. No. Say Hold on. Thanks Hold to on. Iran. Can I, can I finish, finish my point? point? Yeah. Go ahead. We went, to our, we went to Afghanistan to fight the Taliban. We left, Taliban, we left Afghanistan 20 years, and we handed it to the Thanks Taliban. Thanks to your President but, Biden. But, and, but you know who agrees with Osama? It's former President Trump. He you know, agrees with everything that Libya. Mr. We've destroyed Osama Libya. Is we don't right even know who but is ruling Libya well. anymore. But he, he's, even Trump supports Syria. We have here. destroyed Syria. J James, you now we are destroying Lebanon. We're destroying the Middle East. This president, the former president, the president before, the foreign policy of our nation has yeah. been I wanna nothing I want to bring up one point that the youngest person amongst the three of you is sitting right here in James David Dixon. Wait a minute. I thought I was younger. You're not. Definitely not. And James, you bring up a really interesting point. If you talk to anybody who is 40 years of age or lower, or younger, yeah. they're not going to be sitting here thinking the same way as Mr. Sablani or Mr. Ryszkowski here. Talk about that for a moment. These wars cost a lot of money, and guess who's going to have to pay for that? Yeah. Your kids, your grandkids, and beyond. And these guys may not even be here. Yeah, I turned 40 next month, and so I was part of Generation 9-11. It happened when I was a senior in high school. So I, I literally, you go into you know, the late 90s, you're watching adulthood looks like fun, America looks like we're rocking and rolling. And then literally before you turn into an adult, they just pull up the gold-plated streets and say, we're just gonna go into 20 years of war. No one could have ever imagined when those towers fell on 9-11 that what would result was 20 years of war that we didn't win, and now we're fighting more wars for democracy? It would take extreme gullibility to take these stories at face value, to, to trust that this is truly some kind of civil, civilizational level conflict that's happening. The fact is, the American psyche is, we would rather see Russia brought low than lift our own kids high. Yeah. 
Okay, awesome. I want to ask Charlie. You have you have Russia. You, you thought they would dominate this particular war, right, with, mm -hmm. with Ukraine. Yep. They're right now occupying less than a fifth of Ukraine, and they've had 315,000 casualties. This did not go the way Putin thought it would. Um, what's, what is the end game here? What do you do with that? Well, I think that that is an end game is what the politicians are going to have to figure out. And I think that you've got the American people being, you know, footing the bill for a lot that's going on there. Listen, I understand about standing, standing with our allies. That's in, con conceptually, that's a good idea. But there's got to be a limit. And I don't think we're setting state. limits right now. And I think that's the problem here. There's an election coming up. And I'll tell you, people I talk to saying, hey, we got to set some parameters. We just can't go spending crazy. We have to articulate an, an out and a goal, and I don't think that's being done. Former now. President Trump, yeah. very vocally in the last few rallies that he's had, talked about being the only president who didn't engage in war. He took pride in that. He said that's diplomacy right. is the way. And I agreed with his. And he his also he also believes he also believes Rocky that you can't go with an open checkbook that's spending money. That's correct. Yet I hear a lot of Republicans who disagree with that. And they think I, that wars need no, to be actually, get, we need to stand by our allies. It's about 50-50 right now in the Republican Party. But to, to, George's, to, to George's point, the biggest problem with our military today, and I served in the military for 27 years, I'll tell you this. You know what we're doing? We're building nations. We're yeah. going in, we're destroying, we're fighting, destroying the enemy, and then we're nation building. We need to get we, back. We to have to go. And, and I, mean, I, I, and I don't want to be on the Let's, other side of the break, with being yeah. the first one with final thoughts when we come back after this. And... Charlie is taking Let It Rip on the road. We got a war going on in Ukraine and Gaza. How important is this in the upcoming presidential race? A whole lot important. They say it's national security. I'm not convinced of that. When it comes to support toward each of these countries, it depends on what each candidate has to offer. What's the United States' interest in these wars? That's a good question. I don't know. Do you think we're spending too much time and Absolutely. money? Absolutely. We need to take care of our own business first. Is it going to benefit us to support Israel? Is it going to benefit us to support Ukraine? And we don't know the answer to that. Well, there's a lot of things that we could be supporting here in the good old United States, but if we're giving all our support supplies to these other countries, we're going to cave in on ourselves. When is this war going to end? Never, because we got to have some type of middle ground. At this point in time, the way it is set up, we're never going to be common ground. When will these wars end? Never. It's never. Yeah, you know that. This is a money guy. It's all money. All about money. 15 seconds of pop. James David Dixon with final thoughts. Defund Team America World Police. We just can't do it. We can't afford it. Osama Sabani. If we cannot do a lot of good stuff outside, let's just try to do it in our country. Rocky. I agree. Uh, we need to fight for our national defense, stop nation building, and get back to the military that's supposed to destroy our enemy. Charlie. The candidates are going to have to articulate the United States' interest in Ukraine and Israel, and I'm not sure they're doing that now. And I think I agree with Charlie here. We have not heard enough from both of the candidates, the big ones at least, about what they plan to do, and hopefully we'll hear more. We still have time. And your vote counts, of course, coming up for the primary. Make your voice heard. That does it for this edition of Let It Rip. The Let It Rip discussion continues online. Sound off on Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, or Fox2Detroit.com.